Plank shows on the road today. We'll spend Mondays and Tuesday of game week. Deep right in the here, bowels. Deep within the trenches. Everyone gets upset when I say In the bowels. heart of Oklahoma. In the uh, heart of Norman, right? Heart of Oklahoma. Let's go. It is game week, and we are on campus like we'll be every Monday and Tuesday. The uh, assistant pressers are about to drop. We have a depth chart, and uh, we had a commercial. Real quick, it's going to be big story number one, but let's bookend it here too. Yes, there is Justin Harrington on here, listed as the backup cheetah. Yes, there's several of the youngsters that are on this, including Robert Spears Jennings, who is listed as one of the potential backups at free safety. Yes, some of the transfers are on here too. Trey Morrison is listed as the backup strong safety, while Kenai Walker is the third-string corner behind Woody Washington and DJ Graham. Uh, I like seeing Joshua Eaton. On the depth chart, we have a C.J. Colton spotting, but it's behind Jaden Davis and Kendall Dennis, which is a name we haven't heard in a while. And, uh, boy, everything – I can't wait. We get to talk to Todd Bates today in the coach's corner. And everything is is pretty much or on the defensive tackles, right? Uh, the starter in one defensive tackle is a Jordan Kelly or Jalen Redman with Josh Ellison and Grayson Halton in the mix. And the start of the other nose tackle is Jeffrey Johnson or Isaiah Coe with Kelvin Gilliam and Grayson Halton in the mix. So just at that quick first glance, Josh, before we hit the top five stories of the day, anything really jump out at you? Yeah, I think it's interesting that Deshaun White's not one of your two starting linebackers. He's obviously listed atop the cheetah, but I'm wondering, based on some of what we heard throughout camp, is that sort of placeholder starting for Deshaun White, given what we've heard about Justin Harrington. I I don't know. That's just kind of one of the first things that jumps out to me. Let's go. Hour three of the Plank Show as – do you have the sponsor booklet in front of you, by the way? I'm asking a lot of Josh Elmer, and I'm also leaving him here in about 15 minutes. Roof Tech of Oklahoma, Ding, ding, ding. Tell the people more about Roof Tech. Oh, I'd love to. Give Josh Tucker and the crew over at Roof Tech a call for all of your roofing needs. 405-703-4245. Locally owned and operated for 30 years, Plank. All right, you ready? Let's do this. It's time for the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. Place your bets in the OTB and Newcastle Casino, conveniently located off I-44 at exit 107. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6, and the best reels in the metro big story number five number five let's recap the weekend it was in non-football OU volleyball undefeated to start the season best opening weekend since 2018 they're back at it I have the schedule right here in front of me and now all of a sudden it's uh it's gone they're back at it this weekend against Ball State on Friday night Big performance from Megan Wilson, whom you heard on the show a couple weeks ago. 17 kills, 12 for Savannah Davison in the win over FIU. OU Volleyball starts the year undefeated. And I guess I guess Stillwater got a lot more severe storms than we did because the Bedlam soccer match was canceled. The teams will meet in Norman 
on October 6th for a conference matchup. Sooners will return to action Thursday in Denton against North Texas. When I saw they were in a weather delay, I kind of had one of those moments where I was like, what? How? All right, big story number four. Number four. You might think the conversation around the golf this weekend would be about Rory McIlroy, right? One of the greatest moments of Rory McIlroy's career. This is an incredibly proud moment for me, but it should also be a, an incredibly proud moment for the PGA Tour. They've, um, you know, they've, they've had some hard times this year, but we're getting through it, and that was a spectacle out there today. You know, two of the, the best players in the world going head-to-head for, you know, the biggest prize on the PGA Tour, and, you know, I hope everyone at home enjoyed that. We did. Rory McIlroy wins the, uh, the what, what am I, tour championship. But um, And 18 milli. And 18 mil. Poor Scotty Scheffler. Not that he's uh, hard up for cash, but Correct. Rory's kind of uh, bagged this tour championship a couple of times already. And, yeah, Scotty Scheffler probably could have used that cash a little bit more than Rory McIlroy. But, hey, for not being motivated by money, our man Rory McIlroy was pretty motivated by money this week. What time is the gimme zone now on Saturday, Josh? So uh, it's not going to be a weekly show Ah, now that we're in football season, though two weeks from now, obviously, uh, as we count down to that Kent State kickoff, we will be in our regularly scheduled 10 to noon time slot for the Gimme Zone. But with us in football season, there's just, you know, so many moving parts and it'll We'll have some podcasts here and there uh, on the golf side, but I don't think it's going to be a every week thing right now. Do we do we need to have a conversation about? Was it KFOR who had a few problems yesterday? Oh, or? my goodness. <laughs> Channel 4, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? Scotty Scheffler is lining up a birdie putt, okay, on 17 of the Tour Championship, trailing Rory McIlroy by one. And these bozos cut in with a, all right, and look at the weather out here. There's some <laughs> lightning and thunder, and here's some sunny skies, by the way, out in Yukon. Get out of here with that weather report update. Ridiculous. Mm. Mm. Yeah, when I, whenever I see Toby get mad about something, that's that's a sign that maybe maybe there's some juice to it. All right, big story number three. Number three. All right, we're in the midst of NFL cutdowns. This is not a fun day. This is a uh, frustrating day, but it's also a day in which you kind of learn about your team's roster. Um, I I mean I have all these cuts from NFL coaches. I don't know if anyone when one cares about it like. I got, I got like Sean McDermott stuff about the the mess that they had this weekend with their punter, and the misinformation that took place. Is that anything worth hearing? Basically, if you haven't heard the story, uh, Matariza, the Buffalo Bills punter, had been accused of rape, and gang rape. The civil case finally came out. The Bills claimed they knew, but I guess they didn't have all the details. So they were kind of in CYA mode. Here's Sean McDermott. He's going through it right now. I mean, it's, you know, uh, he's got a lot going on, and he seemed to understand. Um, And I think when we um, we spoke again this morning that he agreed that that was probably the best thing. And, uh, you know, I appreciate him understanding. You know, obviously an important decision, one that I felt like was the right approach at the time. Okay. Um, yeah, let's not let's publicly not. be super sensitive for him. Yeah, I was going to say. It's like, what? I mean, look, it, they're just 
they're accusations, right? He, I mean, he's not been formally charged, but again, let, let's not be super sensitive, Sally, for this individual just yet. No, agreed. Um, Tom Brady spoke this weekend for the first time since since he stepped away from practice for 11 days. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're – I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. He gave us our Tom Brady, Mike Gundy moment. <laughs> I'm 45, man. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff happening. I mean, come on. I, I – I still think it's so weird. He looks like he got work done on his face. I, I saw <laughs> Jamel Hill and a couple other people making those <laughs> remarks oh, out there. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, never mind. But it did. It was like, what's going on there? Yeah, the the lighting of that that video that was viral, he looked so bad. Yeah. He, he, he gaunt, and I, I don't know what was going on. Um. Anyway. Yeah. That's it's cut down day. It sucks. We'll be keeping an eye on it uh, over the next couple of uh, days. Hope keep uh, Curtis Bolton in the Raiders probably on the outside looking in. Uh, we'll see about Jeremiah Hall with the Giants. Uh, Stephen Parker's fighting for a roster spot. Handful of Tony Jefferson in Baltimore fighting for a roster spot. So we'll keep a tab on these guys. Blake Bell's hurt. We'll kind of see how things go for him. But obviously, a lot of Sooner is fighting for jobs. Oh, um, big story number two. Number two. Breaking news from the world of college football, Josh Elmer. Um, the last holdout in the Big 12 to name its starting quarterback for its opener has finally dropped. West Virginia's Neil Brown has announced JT Daniels. Oh, oh, what a surprise. <laughs> JT Daniels has been named the starting quarterback for West Virginia for its opener on Thursday night against Pitt. Shocked. Meanwhile, um, let's go through some of the highlights. I got tons of highlights here from Saturday. Like, let's see here. How about Florida State and its new play-by-play guy? McLean in motion, left to right, fake the jet sweep, handoff for running forward, shot in there, baby. Touchdown, F S. You, Sean Ward. <laughs> he had That's his pretty fun. He had his call, man. Uh, I actually talked to one of those running backs. Oh no, no, I talked to their center on Saturday night, or one of their offensive linemen. He was great after the win over DeQuesney. Yeah, they took care of DeQuesney, and then um, I was pretty fired up because I had an opportunity to interview Dylan Gibb- Gibbons, their starting center. He was great. He was great. See, I think that's part of the reason why I'm trying to fall for Florida State after they destroyed Duquesne on Saturday night. Uh, Mike Norvell. We have, and uh, you know, I think we've got a great running back room. And, you know, those guys are very competitive, uh, but they're very supportive in, in how they work. And, you know, we, you know, we want to be, be a football team that we move forward uh, on contact. And I thought those guys showed it. You know, they were able to break some tackles. You know, they've done that, you know, throughout fall camp and, and scrimmages and live situation. It was good to see it show up. Um, you know, I thought it was a, a really good mindset and approach by our running backs, and it was, I was proud to see all of them. 
Well, that's uh, probably a little bit too much Mike Norvell, but <laughs> here we are. Sorry. Man, that was uh, riveting. I, I Sorry, love a good guys. riveting cut from a head coach. I apologize. I, I didn't realize how long that was. Meanwhile, everyone's still talking about Ireland. Just over 11 minutes to go. First down, goal to go. Here's Hull again. Hull eludes a defender, walks into the end zone for the touchdown. Evan Hull, a four-yard touchdown run. And the Wildcats go back in front with 11.34 to go in the game. Do you by any chance have the final interception thrown by Casey Thompson? That was a pretty good call. It was, let me see here. Was that on the, are you looking for? I believe it was the Nebraska radio network. Oh, let me look here. I, I, I may, may, maybe. I don't, I don't know why. Oh, here we go. Let's see, Casey Thompson. I don't think I have the Nebraska call of it. Well, either or. Uh, I got the final call. Dude, I, I almost cussed. <laughs> You almost had to dump me because I just about said, I don't have. Um, Speaking of the serious show. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't have to call the interception. Did he just lose his mind? I, no, it was it was just uh, pretty good stuff. And, and it's intercepted and we are sad. <laughs> Here was the final call on the Northwestern Radio Network. And it is all over. The Wildcats win. A tremendous ball game here tonight. The Wildcats beat the Cornhuskers 31-28. to This is super unimportant, but I just want to share this with you because I think you'll, under- I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. So for some of the stories that I was writing this weekend, you know, uh-huh. I'm going through and I'm pulling photos off the website that we use for USA Today Sports to, to get the pictures, right? Right. And the captions on the photos – Whoever was the photo guy for USA Today Sports over the seas across the pond, it was hilarious. Everything was in the Nebraska-Northwestern match. In full time here, we see Scott Frost. It was just so great. All these uh, soccer references. It was so funny. In other words, they're not used to, like, our football terminology. No. So everything was related to their football terminology. Yes, it was great. Uh, it gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. So today is a very busy day for the Sooner Nation, right? We go from uh, Mondays basically – oh, well, listen. Uh, we go from Mondays basically being chill time to Mondays being tons of information. Uh, and when we come back, Josh will go all in on the depth chart, which is out. And I'm out. Uh, Coach Beanbo is here. We got a press uh, conference going on with the coordinators. We got a coaches show we're going to be uh, doing for later this week. It's here, baby. It's game week, and our coverage is just getting started. That's your top five stories today, right here on the Ref. Hour number three. It's game week. Game week, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. It is the Plank Show. Josh Elmer, alongside now Connor Pasby in the house. Connor, what is up, my friend? Happy game week Monday to you. How you feeling? Happy game week. We made it, man. We finally made it. Yes. The long time wait has paid off, and we are here. We're here, baby. And hour number three, as always, brought to us by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Give Josh Tucker a call him and his crew over there at Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245, where they have been locally owned and operated for 30 years so uh first off 
off the text line, the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. No, it, it's not Duquesne. It is Duquesne. We have the correct pronunciation. It is Duquesne that uh, Florida State put it on this past weekend. Well, and the did you, did you talk about the player that was on the sideline that they got that picture and it looked like his pants were like literally up to his chest? Yes, it was, it was actually no, we didn't under, talk about that, <laughs> but that is hilarious. It was actually an undershirt that just blended in perfectly with the pants. Yeah, no, that became a meme, huh? Became a meme. Yes, we know it's we know it's Duquesne. Sorry, just a mince pronunciation type deal. So, reacting to the depth chart, anything. Right off the top of your head, stick out, Connor. We got a text right here that uh, this is one of my takeaways from it. How is Harrington not st- not starting after all the praise? So Deshaun White is listed as the starter at Cheetah for Oklahoma. Justin Harrington is listed as the backup for Oklahoma. David Aguebu, he's your starting Mike backer. Your starting wheelbacker is Danny Stutzman, Shane Witter, the uh, backup there. Somebody else was wondering where Jaron Kanick was on the depth chart. Well, he is listed as the backup Mike backer alongside Jake McCoy. So Jake McCoy or true freshman Jaron Kanick at the Mike backer backup. I'm wondering for Deshaun White, we'll see. Maybe he takes this cheetah role and runs away with it. I just think to the texter's point right there asking hey what the heck all I've heard is all this praise about Justin Harrington and now all of a sudden he's not listed as a starter for Oklahoma I kind of wonder if very quickly he's not just going to be the starter at Cheetah for Oklahoma and if this means Deshaun White is sort of the odd man out of the equation at linebacker we'll see right I guess they could go heavier in some sets and then you've got Three backers on the field with uh, Aguebu, Stutzman, and White. And when you need a little bit more coverage out there, okay, you got Justin Harrington. The cornerbacks caught my eye a little bit. I'm not surprised about Woody Washington, but Jaden Davis on top instead of DJ Graham. We saw we saw the really good freshman season out of Jaden Davis, but he saw injuries and then he had a hard time getting on the field. I love it for Jaden Davis getting the start at corner, but it definitely caught my eye. I thought you were going to have DJ Graham on the other side with Woody. Yeah, he's been really, really good back there for Oklahoma at times. Kind of similar to Jaden Davis where there's been some really, really good but some not so great as well. Obviously, this staff, they really like what they've seen from Jaden Davis, and we're going to see if they're able to tap into what Jaden Davis was when he first arrived on campus for Oklahoma. Connor, Looked initially like maybe Jaden Davis was going to be a star back there at corner for Oklahoma in their secondary and then kind of been missing in action ever since. But obviously he has impressed this staff and he has impressed Jay Valai. And right now he's one of the two starting corners for Oklahoma alongside Woody Washington. Does the running backs surprise you at all with Marcus Major? Then you have Tawi Walker or Javante Barnes for that number three spot. Yeah, I'm surprised to see Tawi Walker listed as the third-string running back here. Now, obviously, that's an or with Javante Barnes, but good for him, man. Good for him that maybe he's going to get a chance to well, that, that's the rock what, a little bit. That's what we're waiting on. We're waiting on for Marcus Major to you know, actually get on the field for the whole season because <laughs> what we've seen when he's on the field, he's very dangerous, uh, probably the most physical running back on that 
on that roster. But, yeah, I love it for him to get that number two spot right behind Eric Gray, which I think they're going to split. It could be a running back by committee. Honestly, Josh, I think a lot of these guys are going to split reps. Could be running back by whoever the heck impresses us the most Exactly. these first couple of weeks of the season versus UTEP versus Kent State, and then obviously the road trip up to Nebraska, which we've got to deep dive that a little bit more this hour, Connor, before we get out of here, some of your thoughts on what you saw from Nebraska. I mean, to me, based on what I saw this weekend, look, Oklahoma, I was trying to be a little bit conservative on twitter.com initially, saying that, you know, based on what I saw defensively from Nebraska, Oklahoma ought to go to Lincoln and score 40. Yeah, that might be half a hundred. Yeah, they're they're not going to have any problem running the ball, Josh. What I saw in that Nebraska Northwestern, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of gaps for those North, Northwestern running backs to run. And Peter Skaronsky is awesome. Okay, an awesome offensive uh, lineman for Northwestern. He's one of the best players nationally. And maybe that Northwestern offensive line just across the board is great. But for them to be mauling Nebraska the way that they did in that third and fourth quarter, it was. Man, just a horrible look for the Huskers. Well, Nebraska beat them fifty-six to seven last year, so I don't. Maybe yeah, that was the maybe, one team they beat. I know. Maybe Northwestern got a lot better, but man, there's still a whole lot of problems there in Lincoln. I there's no reason why OU should not put up at least four hundred, five hundred yards in Lincoln. So we'll deep dive that next before we get out of here on this Monday. But just uh, rolling through this depth chart that we've got, the reveals from it. Uh, Offensive line, I know that some were saying, hey, what the heck, why are we not hearing about Wanye Morris? Why are we not hearing about Anton Harrison a couple of weeks ago? Well, we're hearing about Anton Harrison and Wanye Morris now. The offensive line really kind of looks like what most of us suspected it would look like. Starting left tackle is Anton Harrison. Left guard is McCade Mataillier. Center will be Andrew Rame. Right guard, Chris Murray. Right tackle, Wanye Morris. The backups moving left to right across the offensive line look like this. Tyler Guyton at left tackle. Savion Bird or... Bray Walker at left guard, Robert Conjul at center, Jake Taylor is your backup right guard, and then Jake Sexton is your backup right tackle. A lot of depth. A lot of depth I see, but I see someone from the text line. I know it's not a huge deal, but from Wichita, Micah Bowen is transferring. You didn't see him on the four, one of the four quarterbacks in the depth chart. Yeah. Probably. And we really haven't seen him in any – Kind of like social, so, yeah, social media things with all the quarterbacks, so maybe something's up there. Yeah, I guess uh, we can run down that to the quarterbacks. Starting, no duh, Dylan Gabriel, and then Davis Bevel's your backup. The uh, third string is listed as an or between General Booty and Nick Evers. Wide receiver, Marvin Mims is listed in the slot. So that is interesting for Oklahoma. And then Theo Weiss and Jaleel Farouk listed as your starters at wide receiver. Jaden Gibson backing up Theo Weiss. Traven West is uh, behind Jaden Gibson there at one wide receiver spot. J.J. Hester or Nick Anderson at one of the other wide receivers. And then the rest of the slot receivers for Oklahoma looks like this in this order. Drake Stoops, then L.V. Bunkley-Shelton, and then... Gavin Freeman. Let's continue to talk the defensive depth chart. Plus, I tossed it out there. I want to hear from you this morning. I mean, look, I can sit here and rattle 
up and down the depth chart, what it looks like, and some of the big takeaways for me. But what about you? What are your biggest depth chart takeaways for the Sooners? Ready, aim, fire, let's go. Toss that out there on my Twitter feed, at Josh on Ref. Of course, everybody should be following us, at KREF Sports, on Twitter, at 94.7, the Ref, at Buzz Tulsa. So you can chime in right over there. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. It's the Plank Show. A couple more segments to go before we get out of here. We uh, do have the... Offensive and defensive coordinators, Jeff Levy, Ted Roof, they're meeting with the media as we speak. So uh, as soon as we can, we will share some of that audio with you. I don't know if I'll be able to pass that along before I get out of here, but uh, no doubt Mike Steely and Parker Thune, I'm sure, will be sharing all sorts of audio with you. It's game week, baby. Sooners taking on UTEP back after this right here on The Ref. It's the home of Sooner fans. Nice little rejoin right here. Happy Monday, everybody. You did it. Against all odds, they they told you it couldn't be done this offseason. They told you that the Sooners recruiting was dead, and here you, you persevered. You fought your Twitter wars. Oklahoma's now up to number four in the 24-7 sports composite team recruiting rankings, and that's right. We have all collectively made it to game week where Oklahoma's about ready to put the smack down on UTEP in the official start of the Brent Venables era we did it we did it josh elmer connor pasby hanging out with you on the ref sports radio network it is the home of sooner fans what's up everybody out there 1430 the buzz in tulsa of course everybody on 94 7 and on the kref app which all of you should have by the way it's a free just download it, search KREF. That's where you can listen to us worldwide, and it's easy. It's easy, and you need that out there. So this hour, by the way, real quick, it's brought to us by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Give Josh Tucker and the crew a call out there. For all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. Locally owned and operated for 30 years where they guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. Rolling through some of the reactions to the depth chart that we've seen from Oklahoma, we got a pretty good idea of who's starting for the Sooners here. Let's see. You've got, what, one, two, three oars atop the depth chart. That's it for Oklahoma in terms of starters. So you've got an oar at defensive – well, at both defensive tackles. You've got an oar between Jordan Kelly and Jalen Redmond. And then you've got an oar between Jeffrey Johnson and Isaiah Coe. And then you've got an oar at free safety between Key Lawrence and Justin Broyles. And beyond that, Connor, we know what, what the starting lineup offensively and defensively looks like for OU. I guess the return specialist, both kick return and punt return, we'll see how Oklahoma approaches that on game day. Kick return is listed as Billy Bowman or Marcus Major or Jaleel Farouk. Uh, punt return, Marvin Mims or Eric Gray or LV Bunkley-Shelton. So the return game will be interesting to see what Oklahoma does come Saturday and beyond. But, I mean, generally speaking, we got a pretty good idea of what OU wants to do. We didn't expect many oars on the offensive side, but I'm not surprised to see this many on defense. Just all the, you know, position battles between everybody. The offensive line, uh, left tackle Harrison, left guard Matwire. Center, Rame, 
right guard, Murray, right tackle, Wanya Morris. You can't really argue that. That's kind of what we all expected. Somebody said, do you guys know if the two coordinators' press conferences are streaming live somewhere? It should be on ESPN+. Plus. ESPN+, Plus. yes, that's what we – yeah, it will be on there. So, yeah, the the coordinator press conferences should be over there on ESPN+. Plus, and then I would imagine if you miss them, they'll be right there on ESPN+. Plus. So, for those of you that uh, are working and can't watch or follow the press conference right now, first of all, thank you for listening to the show. But uh, you'll be able to check those out, I would imagine, uh, over there at ESPN+. And we, as soon as they finish up, will try and air as much of that as we can right here on the ref. Some folks I see on the text line asking, hey, what the heck, Jordan Kelly or Jalen Redman? I was about to mention that. Are you? Yeah. What's, Jeffrey what's... Johnson or Isaiah Coe, Connor? I'm, I'm not real freaked out about it. I think it's, to me, it's a positive sign for Oklahoma that Jordan Kelly and I thought Isaiah Coe at times last year for Oklahoma did some really, really nice things on the interior for OU. Well, he put on he put on some weight, too. I don't think he was plus 300 last year. OU's got some options line. on the interior. We'll see about Kelvin Gilliam. You know, I'm a little bit surprised, I guess, to see him as far down the depth chart as we see him. Same with Josh Ellison, who has, again, done some nice things for Pl- Oklahoma. Played a, yeah, played a lot last year. So I'm not going to get all freaked out that Jalen Redman is not listed as this surefire can't-miss starter for Oklahoma. Maybe that's a little bit of a reward for Jordan Kelly and trying to push the right buttons for one Jalen Redmond. So I think you have a pretty good idea what, you, what you've got in Jalen Redmond, right? Somebody that can really be a pass-rushing threat for Oklahoma. I'm not going to get real worked up one way or the other. Reggie Grimes, Ethan Downs, what do you think? Those two are listed as your starters at defensive end. That's what that's what I kind of expect. We've heard a lot of good things on Grimes, so I'm not surprised those are your your two DNs right there. I think this is I think this is a big year for Grimes. Yeah, oh, I totally agree. But what how about seeing the for free safety Key Lawrence or Justin Broyles? Not a huge I, surprise, not, I don't think. I th- I think Key Lawrence is your best guy, but I mean Justin Broyles obviously. He's the leader of this squad. He's got a lot of games under his belt, but if you have to, you got to have Key Lawrence on the field. Yeah, I think what's one thing that's interesting with Justin Broyles is he's not listed at all with the cheetah position. That is, yep. Which would kind of be a little bit of your nickelback type position. Obviously, the vision that. Oklahoma and Brent Venables have for it might be a little bit different than just traditional nickelback or whatever, but to not see him listed there I think is interesting. He's, according to this depth chart, pretty locked in at free safety for Oklahoma. And Key Lawrence and Justin Broyles, I mean, Justin Broyles was a solid player for OU. Yeah. One of their best defensive options a season ago, both him and Key Lawrence. So People, people just always look back at that LSU game, which you got to know, he got told that no, he was starting <laughs> up to game week, so that's kind of a tough task for the dude. But still, someone asked uh, from the nine one eight, "Where's Gavin Solchuk? He wasn't on the running backs." But man, Josh's running back room is just so deep. It's <laughs> Mar- Marcus Major, the second string, Toby Walker, or Javante Barnes. So it's kind of hard for Solchuk to really, you know, get into that mix. Come as a freshman. 
I guess uh, folks are looking in the Houston press is the only thing being aired on ESPN Plus. So I, that was just my general thought was that it would the coordinator press conferences would be over there. I'm sorry if they're not. Hopefully they will be later today. I mean, obviously we'll share as much of that with you as we can once uh, they they finish up over there from OU. So sorry if I led you astray out there. I kind of just assumed that that they would be. Got everybody hopes up. <laughs> I know. Yeah, my, my bad on that, everyone. I, I just, again, defensive tackle, I think it's a good sign for OU that they feel like they've got Jordan Kelly and Redmond and Johnson and Co. that they feel pretty good about. And Grayson Halton, that's kind of interesting. I mean, he's yeah, already freshman. listed uh, right there on – both the defensive tackle and nose tackle. Now, granted, it's four string both ways, but defensive tackle, defensive end, you're probably just by kind of the the wear and tear of those positions, probably going to rotate through a decent amount of bodies. So based on what I'm seeing, I would imagine Grayson Halton here and there is going to get, uh, get some snaps for Oklahoma inside. Rifle through some of your responses here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's see here. Starting secondary, 6'1", 6'5", 11", 5'10", 5'10". Would love to see some more size make its way into the secondary, specifically at the corners. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's going to be in route for Oklahoma in the future. But well, yeah, the, the size is coming with basically what you've seen from all the recruits being who they're in the signing. secondary. Yeah, six, six, uh, six foot and up. Well, and I, you do have one guy in Justin Harrington that's listed as the backup at the Cheetah that's 6'3", 215. So you've got some size there. Kanai Walker would be that body type that you're looking for. Robert Spears Jennings a little bit too, who's 6'1". He's right now listed as third string along with Damon Harmon at free safety. Kanai Walker third string at corner. So a couple of those bigger bodied defensive backs, they, uh, they're a little bit further down the depth chart, at least right now. And ultimately, hey, yeah, we'd love to see the the bigger framed guys at corner. I hear you at corner safety all over the defensive secondary. But if Jane Davis is out there making plays, then so be it. I mean, you just need somebody that can be aggressive at the point of attack that can be consistent in the defensive backfield for Oklahoma. And we've seen Jaden Davis initially – Make plays at Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't, I don't care if he's 5'10", Josh. If he's making plays and, you know, not giving up big plays, then you got to keep him on the field. I just expected to see DJ Graham there just based on what we saw last year. But maybe Jaden Davis has stepped up his game, and we're going to see that same Davis we saw in his freshman season. We're due a final timeout. We can roll through plenty of your text messages before we get out of here, share a little bit uh, from the – Press conferences from over at OU, at least just some of our thoughts and takeaways. It's the Plank Show. Josh and Connor hanging out with you, wrapping it up on a Monday of Game Week, baby, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, one final time. Back with you. Roof Tech of Oklahoma brings us our number three of the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. We are officially officially, officially, in game week. Oklahoma set to boot off the Brent Venables era versus a UTEP team that did not look very good versus did, did you catch that North game? Texas. Did you catch that game? No, it, it wasn't one of the ones that I, I probably should have been paying more attention to it, but I wanted to obviously 
all in on Nebraska Northwestern and then wanted to watch some Illinois and so it wasn't top of the depth chart the for quarterback me. the quarterback has a good arm I mean either way I don't think you're gonna have any problems though but it's not like a terrible team I mean they, they did look bad, bad against North Texas though only put up 13 points 31 to 13 final yep from the 860 the pressers are on ESPN plus right now you got to Scroll to locate, just search Ted Roo for Jeff Levy, then click on episodes. So <laughs> apparently they, they are on there, which I figured that they, they would be. Yeah, but sometimes it's hard to find stuff on Sooner Vision because you actually have to search. Like, usually I just search Sooner. I know. Imagine that. You have to up. look for it. It's so frustrating, isn't it? Why is it not just the first thing that pops up? Ridiculous. They need, like, uh, like an easy-to-find at the top of the page OU tab that you just click on and boom, there's everything. Somebody said, uh, Wade in Oklahoma City said, there is no reality that solid is an accurate descriptive term for anybody in last year's secondary. So, okay, heard that, right? 109th nationally for Oklahoma in pass defense. And I wasn't really saying that Jaden Davis was solid a season ago. I'm just saying that he's done some nice things over the course of his time at Oklahoma. Early in his career is what we saw the best. And I would take that to task just a little bit and say that, okay, collectively as a unit, gotcha. 109th nationally, they stunk. Passing defense, oh, you stunk a season ago. It was easily the worst piece of Oklahoma across the board. Offense, defense, passing defense, was the worst part of Oklahoma a year ago. I got you. I hear that. What you're saying, Wade, is not not out of line by any stretch of the imagination. But Key Lawrence is, was a star at times for Oklahoma last year playing safety. So, well, and he was a guy that had to move over to play cornerback, too, which he's not used to at all. By no stretch of the imagination am I that's sitting how, that's, here. That's how bad that – at points was of that secondary that Key Lawrence had to go play cornerback. By no stretch of the imagination, Connor, am I sitting here telling you that Oklahoma was good defending the pass a year ago. But to sit and ignore that there weren't nice plays at times by pieces of this Oklahoma secondary is also inaccurate. And we're going to see if just the coaching changes, right? Will Jay Valai, will Brandon Hall, are they going to get more out of these guys then obviously Alex Grinch and Roy Manning got a season ago from Oklahoma. Can Brent Venables position these defensive secondary chess pieces out there in a way to where Oklahoma's good against the pass this season? We're going to find out because Jaden Davis, again, has done nice things at Oklahoma but has also been torched at Oklahoma. That's probably anybody in the OU secondary you yes, could say I think that they all they all have witnessed that, of solid plays and also getting – yeah, torched and beat on long balls. And simply bullied sometimes by bigger receivers. They've all got a mixture of both. Just real quick before we get out of here, Oklahoma should roll Nebraska and Lincoln now, right? Aren't we confident of that? Yes, I, w- I was saying there's a chance it could be a one-score game, but I'm not saying that at all now. Probably they're, they're- you're going to be a little concerned if Oklahoma doesn't go up there and win by multiple scores over Nebraska. The way, the way Jeff Levy likes to run the ball, there should be no problem. Week three in Lincoln, run the ball. We'll see. Oklahoma's not getting tested between now and then. They'll have 
a couple of weeks here versus both UTEP and Kent State to iron out some of the kinks, both offensively and defensively. But, man, just based on what I saw from Nebraska and what I saw from Northwestern in that second half, hey, Anton Harrison, hey, McCade Mattawyer, hey, Andrew Rame, hey, Chris Murray, hey, Wanye Morris, you guys ought to be able to sit there and move Nebraska around to the tune of 250 rushing yards in Lincoln, Nebraska. It should not be a day for Dylan Gabriel where he gets tasked with sitting back there and having to throw for 350 to roll up some big numbers on Nebraska. I'd like to see Oklahoma against the Huskers based on what we witnessed in week zero. They should be able to walk into Lincoln, Nebraska, impose their will both offensively and defensively in the trenches, and especially with Oklahoma's offensive line. They ought to just be able to bully those guys because I saw a Nebraska defense that is susceptible to getting pushed around. That is soft defensively. Well, they had they had no pressure on the quarterback at all throughout the whole game. So yeah, run the ball, and Dylan Gabriel should have all the time in the world to throw. Hey, by the way, if this matters at all, uh, Zach Schmidt is going to be the OU's kicker. weren't we all wondering who's going to be the <laughs> kicker? This sure, year? yeah, yeah. He uh, beats out Gavin Marshall there. Zach Schmidt, your starting place kicker. And then the, the rest of the special is pretty interesting. We got some oars there. That's it for us. What a fun Monday of Game Week, baby. It's here. Thanks to all of you out there for chiming in on the text line with us. We'll do it again tomorrow. Plank will be back with us. We'll have a Brent Vittables press conference to wade through tomorrow as well as uh, we'll bring you all of the assistant coach audio as well. We got we to gotta move. Exit stage left. Steel Man at Thune. At noon is next right here. Keep it dialed in. It's the home of Sooner fans. Best OU coverage right here on The Ref.